The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleiner. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, The Power of Water and Water Life Science. The show is into its 11th year, and as many of you know, we're dedicated to the planet's thinking about what is an infrastructure. What is life? What is the breath? What is atmosphere? What is the human body? It's water. Recently, when they had in March World uh, Earth Day, then we had Earth World Water Day um, in March. We had World Water Day in March and Earth Day in April. All I could think about is, oh, my gosh, I wish I had more time to go out and show people that the excitement of Earth Day, Water Day on the planet, it's really water that makes our Earth what it is and gave the Earth the opportunity to live. Without water, there'd be no life. So many years ago, I decided, and we did it, we developed into an investment of millions of dollars to drive the investment toward people understanding the education that is vital about your human health and your life, living with the planet. Now, we talk about climate change. We talked about global warming. We talk about the earth and all these things we want to protect and do to to take care of and protect the earth's life. But if you don't protect the water of the planet, you're not going to live. Your life on this planet depends upon the water vapor in the atmosphere. That's what started the whole planet, is water vapor evaporating. Now, I'm going to educate you over and over. I'm never going to give up on this. Evaporation of water is what started the planet Earth in the atmosphere. And when the rain came down, because of that evaporation, it went below the earth, absorbed into what we call aquifers. And you can imagine a cave below the earth storing the water. But at different places around the planet earth, at different times, that water would come to the surface and become a creek, a bigger stream, a river, a lake, and always at the lowest point run to the ocean. And then the oceans begin to have life. Without that fresh water, there is no life. 
That fresh water is the magic. But the other magic that you've never been educated about, that we've been pounding the pavement for years and investing enormous amounts of money, is the body of all living life is made up of water. When you're in your mother's womb, nature provided you to be able to develop a surrounded water, a surrounded body of water, your ability to develop all the organs of your body, the heart, the liver, the kidney, the brain, your eyes. You could just name them off, uh, the, the skin, the blood, the, uh, the muscles, bones, your teeth are all water. So if you're in, in the womb with that development of percentage per each individual organ, the brain is 80 to 85% water at the same breath con- it's connecting to the eyes. And the eyes are 99% water at the surface. A lot of people are startled. And years and year- years and years ago, when I was brought to the table to study the evaporation of the eyes, I'd already been studying the evaporation of the skin. The eyes at the surface are 99% water evaporating every day when that eyelid is open. But the rest of your body, once that baby came out of that womb and entered into that delivery moment, that baby begins to evaporate water. It doesn't have that pocket of water around it anymore. No two eyes alike. No two fingerprints alike. No two people are exactly look alike. That's because of the evaporation. You're wondering, why is it that you haven't been told that before? Because you didn't have any comparables. They hadn't understood it yet. We had to, Biologic Aqua Research Center, had to go out through the years to prove, without a doubt, and get our patents and, and, and demonstrate the products into the, that we have, Nature Sears Eye Mist and BioMed Wash and Nature's Mist Face of the Water, that there are comparables to what we're saying. And there will be 22 more in time. The comparables are that evaporation living with the water vapor of the atmosphere is your life. The water, fresh water on the surface of the planet is your barometer of water vapor recycling and with evaporation plus the human life. So you've got your atmosphere of water vapor, you've got your water on the surface of the planet, you've got the, all life of the planet's organism, but you've got that human life living that all depend upon it. And if you don't have, for example, healthy soil, always live in a location where there's healthy soil. Because if there's healthy soil, your life will be the advantages of that water vapor of the air are going to be healthier because that healthy that soil filters. Isn't that fascinating? That's your life. And that's what this show's all about. We couldn't emphasize more. We're going into our eleventh year of what we're doing and we want to face an excitement that in China this summer, Nature Sears IMS will be available for the eyes 
to breathe. And as you know, in China, they have sell 1 billion face masks a year to filter the atmosphere's pollution and problems, which we have it all over the world, not just in China. But they wear about 1 billion a year. So they understand the atmosphere of what is happening to their eyes. What is blindness? Over-evaporation of that tear film that's 99% water that's causing the eyes to become too dry. What does the word dry mean? Loss of water. And that's your education today. Before I go on to introduce our guest, GT Dave, the king, I, everybody's calling him the king of kombucha. I wanted to say something that we heard up in Edmond, Canada. We have partnerships up in Canada with BioMedWash and thousands and thousands and thousands of units of our first aid emergency eye wash have sold up in Canada with our partners in Edmond. Well, you probably heard that the Edmond Oilers and the hockey team were playing the Anaheim Ducks here in the United States. And they, what happened is they went to sing the national anthem for the United States, and the mic didn't work. So everybody at the stadium in Canada and the United States sang the United States national anthem. I want to thank you, Canada. We thank the world of you up there. We know that our product, BioMedWash, has been by the thousands of units in your oil fields, in your schools, in your military, and more. But we were so excited that you joined in with the United States of America singing our national anthem when the mic didn't work. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're going to listen to our sponsor here in a minute. But we will have today G.T. Dave, who they're calling him the king of kombucha. And you're going to get to know more about what water and kombucha and what Dave has done for personal health. The education is very exciting, but also very uh, health education. You'll be very excited of what he's committed to. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist, with tissue culture grade of water, with just a mist, to supplement the surface of the eyes over evaporation. Like you brush your teeth every day, you drink lots of water, you eat the right food. Nature Tears Eye Mist is the only product like it globally patented to be able to supplement to serve the eye. And gals, it does not run the cosmetics. It actually softens the crow's feet. Well, listen to our sponsor with Chest and Mist, and we'll be back with GT Dave. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Gigi, are you with us? Hello, Sharon. I am here. How are you? Well, I am fine, and thank you for joining us. And um, I shall tell the world we have now the king of kombucha on the show today. And that you are, uh, how many years have you done this now? Believe it or not, we have been making our organic raw kombucha for 22 years. <laughs> Doesn't time go fast when you're having so much fun days? It does. Gigi. Time flies. Tinky, you know, um, I, I've done it my longer, but um, what I do. But before we begin, I always like to, um, the guest to tell us a little bit about your past. I was reading it. I can read it. I can read it to the audience, but I'd really like to hear them hear it from you. Uh, how did you get where you're at, and why did you start Kombucha? Sharon, every great idea comes from a personal, pure place, um, and mine is no exception. Is Kombucha came into my life when I was a teenager back in the 90s. My parents, who raised me a vegetarian, were very much into believing that food can be your medicine as well as your poison, and they started to make and drink kombucha and fell in love with it, and it was them who turned me on to it, and I have to be honest, initially I was very skeptical about it, because those of you that know about kombucha, it's very unconventional in its smell, appearance, and taste, but it was actually my mother's battle with breast cancer and the role, the positive role that kombucha played in improving her health, which is what inspired me and motivated motivated me to not only consume it myself and enjoy its benefits, but also inspired me to put it in a bottled form and share it with the world. Because back then, you know, again, we're talking in the early 90s, whole foods had not become the phenomenon that they eventually became. And the natural and organic industry was nowhere near that it is today. So there was quite a void in the marketplace for these types of products. And fermented food weren't even in the vocabulary of, you know, the the Western society um, and Western culture. And so I felt it was my gift and mission to take this beautifully bubbly fermented probiotic tea and share it with the world so people could enjoy it and benefit from it. And that's what I did. Now, your family traveled to India. Now, I'm a, I want the audience to feel your, your inspiration and your, uh, let's call it your, be, uh, your rhythm of what happened here. So your family went to India, and did you drink kombucha in India? No, actually, we went to India much before, or much earlier before kombucha came into our life, but the role that India played definitely um, supported the whole mission behind kombucha. So, to clarify, when I was a young child, as young as the age of three years old, my parents took my brothers and myself to India to stay at an ashram to kind of take in the spiritual teachings of a holy man named Sai Baba, who, by the way, never said he was a god or never said he was even a holy man. He just said he was an enlightened being. And he said that, like all rivers lead to the ocean, all religions lead to God. And so he really kind of 
teached and preached a very kind of universal message of just love and happiness and selflessness. And along with that is a strong belief in not only karma, but also that we are all here to serve. And it was that kind of philosophy that my parents infused in me in an early age. So when kombucha came into my life, it was like the stars were aligning, you know, as I was raised a certain way to believe that I needed to make an impact, a positive impact on the world. And then when kombucha came into my life, it was like, well, this is the impact. <laughs> this is what I've been chosen to do. Now, Gigi, how did kombucha come into your life, though? Where did you first taste or find out about kombucha? Well, so what happened was is because my parents were always into kind of cutting-edge, natural, and organic, and healthy foods, they, being a vegetarian, were always looking into, you know, what promotes wellness and balance in the body and what, and what promotes vitality. So they definitely had a circle of friends that subscribed to that same kind of mission and belief. And so they had a, um, a husband and wife friend that the, the wife had traveled to the Himalayas and had come back with a kombucha culture and a recipe. And she had started to make it and drink it and quickly fell in love with it. But her husband, who was kind of a hardcore raw foodist who believed that fresh pressed vegetable and fresh pressed fruit juice were the only way to go. Like nothing was better than that. And so when kombucha came into his household, he was naturally very skeptical because he thought there's no way that this could be better or even equal to fresh pressed juice. And so he approached my parents and said, guys, we walk the same walk. We talk the same talk. Can you please look into this and tell me what you think? Because I am not a believer. And she said, but my wife is. And so I need a second opinion. And so my parents started to make it and drink it themselves. And they fell in love with it. And that's honestly how kombucha came into their lives. They they didn't understand the magnitude of its health benefits initially. It wasn't until my mom's breast cancer experience where they were kind of forced to understand, you know, how the science behind probiotics and the science behind alkalinity and the science behind balance and detox. And that's kind of when they realized what what they had on their hands. (laughs) Okay. And now you just said something else. There's a kombucha now, and it came into our country thanks to you, and you're the king of this. You've really worked hard to entrepreneur the education for kombucha. But when, you, when a person, when you're saying detox, fermentation, educate our listener what this means. Because, you know, GD, there's so much confusion, confusion out there always. But when people go to sell something or people go to launch another product, or they become competitive. They don't understand the description you just said. Um, Alkaline, detox, um, probiotic. Let's go through one by one. The most important part of why you believe kombucha is so important to describe with education for the human health. Absolutely. So there's there's so much to say there. Um, well, to, to kind of simplify it and boil it down to the basics is that, you know, the beauty and art of kombucha is something that honestly should exist in everything we we eat and are, surround ourselves with. And what that is is pure, unadulterated, raw life. Um, in this day and age where, you know, unfortunately we live in a modern world where we want convenience and we want, you know, instantaneous results, we sometimes tend to default to kind of prepackaged goods. And a lot, 
most prepackaged goods have been processed and refined in a certain way. And in that process, their life force has been completely removed. And so you're, you're kind of ingesting a, a carcass of a, of what once was. Um, I like so the kombucha, way you just said that. I like what you just said. The life force is taken out and it becomes like a carcass. That was a good one. Okay, go forward. Thank you. And I'm sure you can identify because I, I'm very familiar with your philosophy of water. And just like you believe that not every water is equal, we believe not every food is truly food. And so kombucha in line with that, kombucha represents this life force that our living bodies need more of. Otherwise, how can we ever expect to live long lives if we're not putting life back in our systems? Especially when right now, more than ever, there are things, whether we know it or not, that are destroying life, whether that's the just the pure processing that goes in our foods or the antibiotics and pesticides and hormones that go into our foods or what's in our environment. I mean, our bodies are being bombarded on every second of every day with things that are slowly killing us. And so it's our responsibility to ingest foods and consume foods that bring put life back in our bodies. And, you know, that includes but not limited to probiotics, which are these living, active, viable microorganisms that are essential for not only a health of, healthy digestive system, but also overall life and vitality. And they're learning more and more that children, for instance, that live in overly sterilized and sanitized environments, as they grow up and grow older, they start to develop allergies and other conditions that are associated with the fact that their their body has not been exposed to bacteria, good or well, bad bacteria. Let me help there for a second. What you just said is the body has to do like Earth did. It has to build up an immunity protection. And if it doesn't build up an, an awareness and a, um, a, a being affected by how to deal with the problems of the air and all these different um, problems that we live with with bacteria, that the immunity protection won't be exposed. You won't be exposed to build that up. And it's like Earth had to develop in time the development of also doing that with the solar system. And as we live with the solar system and its eco-balance, the Earth had to learn to be eco-balanced and have an immunity and, and, and the GT, I always go back to also the atmosphere, the water, the water vapor of the air that we breathe, because that's being affected like your spiritual learning in India. There, as the river flows, it's the flow of life is flowing through us all from the beginning of time, so that that immunity that we build up is so vital to how we expose ourselves. And but not, I don't mean expose intentionally, but just live our lives and not be too, so such a perfectionist at too much contamination of the products that do the cleaning, let's just say, or too clean of anything. Uh, why, the earth didn't begin that way at all. Absolutely. So, I mean, Water is life, and that's why water is so important, is it promotes life. And there's life in everything around us and everything inside us, whether it's our skin, our eyes, our organs, our heart, 
our brain. Um, I mean, there's so much to it. And again, because it's so easy to take for granted, we unfortunately do. And I think more and more in this day and age, we're realizing the ramifications of that ignorance, you know, and we're seeing our planet slowly die and we're seeing the impact that that's the ramifications that that's bringing to our lives as human beings on this planet. I believe, JT, I do believe that that can be reversed, that uh, mistake. I think that if enough of us to get ourselves in a position that we can find a way to go out to the world and educate them about their own human life, living with that, like you are with kombucha. Um, we have on our show every once in a while a Dr. Gerald Pollack from uh, University of Washington, and he studies the body water. And he, they learned that there's a fourth water, GT, in the body. And that fourth water was a fascination to me. And he said, but Sharon, you need to know it's a little thicker water. It is not, it's a little heavier water. And he, I said, well, then, Dr. Pollock, that's slowing down, that over-evaporation that could be happening when that baby is born. So that fourth water is there like the dark matter of the planet with the fourth matter in the planet. So we don't over-lose all that water vapor to the solar system to hold it back, to retain it within whatever ecos balance is going on. So you're right. We all need the education of this is vital, though. People need to be educated about what is happening in the body. And then Dr. Pollock taught us something else, this, this, that when that baby comes to fruition from that pocket of water, the baby is like a battery. Every human life is a battery living with the electrolytic side of the water vapor. So that battery of the human being is a battery living electrolytically with the water vapor of the atmosphere. But that water vapor, they attract each other. And that's why everybody has a different look. Everybody is living very unique. Now, we're coming down to the kombucha and probiotic. They need to understand what you mean by probiotic so that all these other probiotic products, and did they have, thanks to you, I watched it because I'm not only in the business and technology research, but I also study marketing behavior research. When you hit it with kombucha and probiotic, all of a sudden, here comes all of these things. They're probiotic. Teach the audience the difference between what is probiotic and what is not so probiotic? There is a difference. There truly is a difference. You're right. And so first of all, to back up a second, so as many people know, probiotic stands for to promote life, and it's the complete opposite of an antibiotic, which kills and destroys life. And although antibiotics were originally intended to only kill harmful things that we're living, it doesn't have the 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 synthetic antibiotics don't have the intelligence to decipher good and bad um, and harmful and non-harmful um, organisms. And so probiotics promote life, and they are commonly found in nature. 
Um, and one of the main sources of probiotics in food is fermented foods. And through the fermentation, you're leveraging nature's own beautiful chemistry to create a almost like a, a food lab, but not a lab where people wear white coats and hold vials <laughs> in Petri dishes, but a lab where it's almost like the way a forest is a lab. And this fermentation allows these probiotics to exist and to thrive, and they're self-sustaining, so they're very sustainable and, and, and good for the environment. And when you ingest them, they replenish our intestinal flora, which, as I said earlier, is constantly under attack, whether it's through pesticides, antibiotics, and other things. But just like there are antioxidants and probiotics and other nutrients in foods, unfortunately, in this day and age, when something becomes popular, we always try to standardize it and monetize it. And that's when you start to find synthetic versions of these things, so whether that's a pill that has probiotics or something that's probiotic fortified. They may allow and, and you know, deserve the name on the label, but they don't. They're really not the apples-to-apples apples experience of probiotics is because, like anything, something that's naturally created, naturally present in nature, and naturally crafted by nature is hands down always going to be superior than something that is created in a lab. And so that's why there is some confusion in the marketplace right now because label clarity and label transparency is not hasn't fully evolved yet where people think if I see probiotic on it, it's just they're all the same and it's not. Uh, and that's why we always try to encourage authentic raw fermented foods. And we believe in a weird way we spent the last 20 years trying to educate and promote what kombucha is. And we feel like the next 20 years are going to be about protecting it and making sure that it remains authentic and that big business doesn't come in and try to bastardize the name kombucha and create these kind of Frankenstein drinks that may have kombucha on the label but are far from a real authentic kombucha. And that's the danger right now in just the food world is you there's really more than meets the eye. You have to really not only read the label, you have to ask questions and you really have to, you know, do your own pressure checking. Um, and one thing that we talk about is very easy, and this is similar with kombucha and other foods, is if you take a organic raw kombucha in bottled form and take it out of the refrigerator, you should see it live. You should see it start to transform. You should see activity within the bottle. If you don't see that, there's a good chance that it's not fully raw and it's been processed in a certain way. And that applies to other foods, other fermented foods or, or other kinds of foods, even the yogurts, unfortunately, that are out there, is that you can start to see when you do a side-by-side -side comparison what's authentic and what's not. We have to take a moment from our, with our sponsor, and we're going to come back, and we're going to teach them what fermentation is. Because you and I were talking the other day about some of them are not really doing it, just what you said just now. They're really not the raw. And people may be caught, caught up in indulging into something that is not the truth to them. They, do, they don't understand it. But don't go anywhere. We'll just take a moment for a sponsor and we'll be right back. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist with just a mist to supplement the surface of the eye. The eye is 99% water. Did you know that? A lot of people didn't. And eye drops do cause a trauma to over-evaporate. The air you're living with, the atmosphere, is a supplementation, but not enough because blindness is out of control worldwide. 
You will listen to our sponsor with Just Mist to supplement the surface of the eye with tissue culture graded water. And we'll be right back with GT Day. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You're listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. GT, the word fermentation, uh, especially in this new uh, generation, uh, explain to the world out there, and most of my audience are mostly scientists and physicians, I know, and I have others, but... Uh, explain to them fermentation and why that is so important for the body's um, organism to be able to develop a uh, ability to deal with the oxygen and, and the uh, and all that it uh, provides the body for a healthier lifestyle. Yes, well, fermentation is nothing new although it is somewhat new to us here in the western part of the world. But fermented foods began a very long time ago, and they're actually used as kind of ways of preserving food. And what it starts off with is when you take certain foods that have a certain kind of chemistry, um, soy is one of them, milk is another, legumes, there are so many different things that kind of are naturally prone to fermentation. And fermentation is essentially a positive way of of food preserving itself and it's not to be confused with spoilage or putrefication that can happen to other foods which are usually like meats and other things that have more good bacteria exposure excuse me have more bad bacteria exposure than good bacteria but the bottom line is is that fermentation in food starts off with these naturally occurring good bacteria that exist in our environment but thrive in certain environments and in certain foods. And so they find whether it's a fruit juice or soy or dairy or some kind of nut base or bean base and or vegetable base that goes on and on from kimchi to miso to tempeh to kombucha to sauerkraut. And these probiotics, these beneficial bacteria reside in this medium and they utilize the nutrients that are naturally present in that food, which is a combination of the nu- of vitamins, antioxidants, tannins, and most importantly, carbohydrates. Because just like every living thing on this planet, every living thing 
like us, needs an energy source. So these probiotics utilize carbohydrates as their nutrient source and food source, and they feed off of that to continue to grow and live and thrive. And these probiotics do two main things. One is they, they themselves can go to different areas in the body and replenish and support digestive health and, and other overall wellness. And in addition, they, these beneficial probiotics also um, create other nutrients that are very good for the body. So, for instance, using kombucha as an example, it's not just the probiotics in kombucha that are good, but it's also the organic acids that these probiotics create during their fermentation and during their proliferation that create a beneficial byproduct to the fermentation, which one of the main reasons why kombucha is so healthy and why apple cider vinegar is so healthy and sauerkraut so healthy is they have these organic acids that actually help to alkalize our bodies. And that's so important, as you know, Sharon, because it's, we live in such an acidic world where everything, whether we know it or not, is slowly acidizing our system and diseases like cancer thrive in an acidic system, which is so important and the reason why ingesting foods that, and water and other things that help alkalize our body, which is why we have to do that more than ever right now. And so essentially that's what fermentation does. It's, it's nature's way of, of replenishing our bodies and nourishing our bodies in a very natural and gentle and organic way. It's kind of like it's juggling it up a little bit. I'm kind of be, I'm trying to be common sense that it takes the body that's moving in that cycle uh, the way it is with that circulation and then kind of gives it a little bit more of a, a transition to uh, an oxida- oxidation uh, to be able to stimulate the um, circulation to move and uh, reactivate itself. Did I explain that correctly? <laughs> yeah. No, you totally did. I mean, again... I'm a common um, sense person, GJ. <laughs> Well, no, hey, listen, you got to follow your common sense because things have to make sense, otherwise there's something up. <laughs> well, you know um, what it is, GT, they complicate things forever, and they, they think that makes it so important when things are so complex. But if you make them common sense of why this is happening, then all of a sudden even the Einsteins of our world will go, I, that's right. I always forget that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what's so interesting is something like fermentation and the beauty of fermentation can be found around us and in other life forms, you know. Um, you know, even soil has bacteria in it that exactly. is essential for, you know, the the chemistry and, and and development of the plants and the fruits and the vegetables. So it's, it's all around us. Um, and that's why I said earlier is, Fermentation and probiotics are nothing new, to to. But unfortunately, in, in the modern day world, they are new because we have lost our way and we have forgotten our roots. And that's why I think it's we're slowly returning to them because we're seeing the, the ramifications of that kind of ignorance. Now, I love the word the roots. Now, that is what it's all about: getting back to the roots of our life and where it began and where it's going, so it can be here for eternity. Now, tell us about your kombucha. The very first flavor you ever had of, for kombucha, which one was that? Well, that was simply our original, which is 100% kombucha, nothing else. And today we make that flavor and it's still our one of our best-selling flavors. And that 
kombucha is present in everything we make, whether it has a flavor or doesn't have a flavor. And so I'll just take mm-hmm. a second to talk about how we make kombucha and why we believe that this is the way okay. kombucha should be made. Is, you know, I didn't come from a manufacturing background, Sharon, as you know, and I honestly don't believe that food or anything that we consume should be manufactured, because manufacturing is what you do to cars and iPhones and furniture, perhaps, but you don't do it with food. So food should be handcrafted, nature-crafted, and, you know, created. And so the way we create our kombucha is just like you do if you're making it on your own. We use small batches, batches that are small enough to hug, less than five gallons. Um, We use the purest ingredients, and all we use is the organic teas and the kombucha culture, and we let nature take it from there. And what we do, the role that we play, is just being protectors of the batches, kind of like a farmer tends to his crops and protects the crops from whether it's animals or insects, and just make sure that we nurture and love it and allow nature to be its best. And that's what we do with our kombucha. We don't do anything funny to it. We don't process it. We don't pasteurize it. We don't filter it. We don't refine it. We essentially make pure, raw kombucha, and then bottle it straight from the batch when it's ready. Um, how long, and that's how, what, on each batch that you do, how, how, what is the aging of that? It's 30 days. Which is, 30 days. Yeah, which and is quite long. And didn't you tell me that that's the problem? Excuse me for interrupting, but didn't you say that is some of the challenges that people need to meet when they're looking into the kombuchas they're drinking and any fermentation? What has been the aging of the uh, to ferment it because you can't rush it, which a lot of them are doing. Yeah, that's if they're even making kombucha, and that's kind of the, the sad part. Is I mean, if you scratch the surface on some products out there that have the name kombucha on them, you'll slowly realize that they're not really fermenting anything. If anything, they're taking something that resembles an apple cider vinegar and kind of dousing it in this beverage and then slapping the name kombucha on it. And for those that actually are making kombucha, and bless their hearts, they are trying to take the angle of, you know, kombucha should be light and not vinegary and refreshing. And although I don't disagree that kombucha can and should be refreshing, I don't think you want to overly dumb it down to the point where kombucha now tastes like sparkling water or a sparkling soda. Because if it does taste like sparkling water and looks like soda, chances are it is. Um, I mean, because there's so many things out there. Kombucha, like health food, kombucha should look, taste, smell, and feel like kombucha and not like sparkling water. And so that's the challenge out there right now is I think people are trying to capitalize on kombucha and trying to dumb it down. And in in the process of dumbing it down, they're they're slowly trying to further this message of, hey, no, kombucha can be really light. You don't need those strands that are floating in the GT's kombucha. You can have something that's crystal clear. But again, common sense, like, says that you should then question that and say, well, then if it doesn't look like real kombucha, is it real? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's so our, not, our mission. It won't have the healthy, it won't have the healthy um, benefits. You'll just be drinking another liquid drink. Exactly. And, and so we used this analogy recently at a meeting that we were doing. We were talking about, you know, there's so many things out there in the world that there's more than meets the eye. So if you take, like, a seed or a nut, you know, if a seed or a nut has been processed in a way that it won't grow when you plant it in the soil, is that considered superior to one that does? 
And so that's the example of kombucha. Is it, you know, there, there are, there, there is kombucha out there that may trick your senses into believing it's real, but it doesn't have that life force. And that's why you kind of have to test it out. Just like that seed analogy is you really want the seed that does grow in the soil because that seed has the life force that your body needs more even than the carbohydrate or protein or fat that's in the seed or not. You need that life force. And that's why seeds originally were so healthy is because they, they are the nucleus of this life force. And so kombucha is no exception. And so that's why, you know, I definitely encourage people to read labels, ask questions, pressure check, and make sure that what they're, they're consuming is real. Mm-hmm. Now, on, on the back, is there any signal when they're looking at the back of it that might be a signal that this isn't really the fermented kombucha that you may, that would be a healthier benefit? Is there anything on the back that they could look for? I Absolutely. mean, around the I mean, bottle? Yeah, I mean, the the single most obvious and effective way of checking out if your kombucha is real or not is to look inside the bottle, look at the liquid, and make sure that it's not crystal clear. Because if it's crystal clear, that means its life force has been what we call denatured. So it's been removed. It's been rather pasteurized, filtered, or refined in one way or another that is mm-hmm. that has stripped it of that life force. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's number one. Number two is in addition to that is to make sure that you're not only drinking a live kombucha and a raw kombucha, but also making sure that you're drinking a potent kombucha is that kombucha should have a nice, bitey, almost vinegary quality to it because that is means that it's been fully fermented and it's rich with the organic acids, which is one of the reasons that kombucha is so healthy. So if your kombucha is overly light and tastes too much like a soda pop or a sparkling water, then chances are, even if you do see strands in it, chances are it may not be the most potent version now, out GT, there. Now, GT, what it show on the back, the sugar content might be higher? Yes. So there, there are um, brands out there where the sugar content can be higher, but sometimes that can be a little misleading because if they're putting in fruit juice or something like that, there's some brands mm-hmm. out there that actually use up to 40% fruit juice now. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't demonize those products because of the sugar content. I would just know that you might be drinking less of a kombucha okay. product and, and more of a fruit juice. And not a fermentation. This, with the benefit of this type of... Uh, of raw food is. It's, uh, kombucha is a raw food, and it's the fermentation that gives you the benefit for your health of your body. Now, tell us about all these flavors. Uh, you have really been satisfying your audience called the customer. Um, yeah. You've got no end of flavors now. And tell us, uh, you've had through the years the typical the others, but you've got a lot of new ones. We do, and that's a very good point. Thank you for bringing it up. So we, believe it or not, we have 30 flavors now and counting. Um, Some of our newer ones are very exciting for us because, you know, back when we first started kombucha, we we needed to, to add certain fruity flavors that kind of took the edge off of the bitiness of kombucha, right? Because we were trying to slowly introduce it into people's lives. But now that we've done that successfully, we want to slowly, you know, kind of step up the the flavor and nutritional value of the kombucha we make. So although our kombucha remains small batch, remains fully fermented, remains handcrafted, we want to make sure that every ingredient that we add to it now is not just purely flavor-driven. And that means, like, we're adding things like fresh-pressed 
turmeric or fresh press beet juice or other things like cayenne and, and other nutrients and flavors. It also add a flavor quality to the, the, the flavor offering that we're looking to create, but also have a nutritional quality to it. So whether they, you know, help with anti-inflammation like turmeric, or they help with circulation like cayenne, or they have um, natural detoxifying qualities like beet juice or carrot juice with the beta carotene. We want everything that we do to be fully functional and flavorful at the same time. And so that's why still we have that. Yes. And that's why we have we, the, the five new flavors that we just came out with in the last few months are all framed in that kind of ethos and philosophy of these, you know, this raw kombucha paired up with raw goodness. And so we have, and I'll just run down them really quickly. I don't want to take too much of your time, but we have heartbeat, which is beet, ginger, and rosemary. We have tantric turmeric, which is turmeric, ginger, and carrot. We have cayenne, which is lemon, ginger, and cayenne. We have euphoria, which is pomegranate, lemon, ginger, and cayenne. Um, and then we have rosé, which is actually rose water and rose petals, um, which is really interesting because in different parts of the world, rose and rose water is held as like, it's a holy grail of, of, uh, of a unique kind of floral food or floral mm-hmm. beverage. And so we're trying to slowly incorporate offerings like that into our flavor so we can slowly further a, a, this universal movement. Mm-hmm. Now, before, before we're done, we're going to have to get into your new one that you um, did a partnership with uh, and your new uh, cocoa kefir and your cocoa uh, yogurt. Tell our yes. audience about what you're doing there. Yes. So first of all, what we did recently this year is we, we changed the company's name. So for the last 20 years, we've been calling ourselves at least Millennium Products, which, believe it or not, was something that my parents came with came up with on their own. This is pre Y two K, so the Millennium was very important at the time. Turns out today, not so much. So we have changed the name, and the reason why we changed the name of the company is to remind ourselves of who we are. And so the new name of the company is called GT's Living Foods, and what that means is that. First of all, kombucha is a living food, so that name is appropriate. But also what that means to us is that as a company and as people, we want to stand for and stand for and protect these types of foods that are living, thriving, fermented, promote life, provide life, support life. And so in line with that, early last year, we came across a beautiful offering called Coco Kefir and Coco Yo. And what they are is we take young raw coconuts from Thailand and we bring them here to Los Angeles where our facilities are and we crack them open and we drain the water and ferment the water and it's called coco kefir which is a non-dairy probiotic rich beverage and then we take the meat and scoop it out of the coconut puree it and ferment that and that's called coco yo which is a raw non-dairy raw coconut yogurt that is everything that yogurt should be, which is kind of alive and fluffy and, and has a personality. So um, I'm going to ask you, is it, is it, is it thick like, like yogurt? Yeah. So the Coco Yo, uh-huh. believe it or not, is actually a spoonable offering. It's our first wow. offering outside of the beverage aisle. Um, and it's exciting for us. I mean, what inspired right. me personally about Coco Yo and Coco Kefir was two things. One is the story behind them. So the the family that started making Coco Kefir and Coco Yo and then ultimately started a company off of it was this lovely family called um, the Larson family who 
the husband and wife was Michael and Holly Larson, and they started experimenting with fermented foods in like 2008 or even earlier when they discovered that one of their daughters had a severe case of autism and it was getting worse and worse. And they realized that fermented foods, because they do promote balance and they do expose the body to things that we need to be exposed to so we can have balance, um, which is, you know, these probiotics, that they noticed that they were able to dramatically improve their daughter's autism. And so it was through her journey that they were inspired by these fermented foods and they noticed that the fermented coconut water was one of the most effective on her health. And so they formed the company purely out of that personal passion and mission. And so so that really spoke to me because again, as I mentioned at the beginning of, of this call is they, the kombucha and my mom and her success is what inspired me. So I always look for those other inspirational stories. So that was number one. Number two is that, you know, fermented coconut water and fermented coconut meat is not easy to make in its truest form. I mean, your, your coconuts are not something that are easy to crack open or anything like that. And so they're one of the most handcrafted things that you can make. And I believe as a company, as we are 22 years young, that it's important for us to continue to challenge ourselves and say, hey, we can be big, but we can also be small. And so making these cocoa kefir and cocoa yogurt products is something that helps us stay true to our roots. Now, are they they on the market now? Yes. So we're like anything that's difficult to produce. We're we're, um, making them on a small scale. So they're available Mm -hmm. currently in in New York and Los Angeles at your local Mm -hmm. health food store. And then probably in the next 90 days, we'll be available in the Northwest, maybe the um, Southwest and the Southeast. Mm -hmm. And little by little, we're we're going to... We're out of time, darn it. Yeah. Um, I tried to give us enough time to to, to get this one in there, too. Um, But again... uh, that is going to be a winner also. I think you're going to get a new trend of um, this fermentation with uh, what you're doing because everything you've touched, it's, got, it's like I've done uh, with what I have done with the water, but in the medical field, uh, on a broad spectrum worldwide, uh, people pick up and they think, oh, my gosh, we haven't approached it that way. And those of us that are leaders, we just have to, work to keep our education up so people don't forget what the reason behind your product is, what the reasons are behind what we do. But uh, is there anything you'd like to say to the audience before you go? You've got one minute. (laughs) Well, first of all, I just want to thank you, Sharon, for allowing me on to talk about my story and to spread the love and the knowledge and education on what living foods really are and what they're supposed to be. And, you know, to us, we believe that we are protectors of this space, that we've been blessed to be brought in and and offer the products we do. And we want to further that philosophy and message of, you know, plant-based medicines, if you will, that promote wellness, nourish the body, and fight off disease. Good. That's what it's all about. That is true. And did you know that 250,000 people die a year because of the medications? Uh, That's got to change. The education's got to change. So that's exactly. why today I really work to try to get the education, like the fermentation and what your mission statement is, GT. You tell your family hello and your team that are working with you and keep up the work and, and let's do this again sometime. I would love that. Thank you, Sharon, so much. God bless you. God bless you and you be well. Thank you. You too. Bye. 
Bye-bye. Well, did we learn a lot today? And there's something there, as I've said to you, that water you cannot take for granted. The food you eat, the, the water develops and brings to life. You can't take it for granted. We're all guilty. We all find ourselves not focusing enough in our everyday life with the food and the sleep and how we're breathing and our moderate exercise. It is vital to your everyday life. Let's have a new lifestyle on the world, in the world to think about what we're doing with our lifestyle. It's like with nature tears I missed. Every day I make sure that I supplement the surface of my eye because it's water. It has to be maintained. Then I have to drink the right amount of water and exercise and breathe correctly and moderate exercise and learn how to sleep. Like Earth, embrace your life every special moment and embrace like G.D. Dave and his family and team and all of us are doing over here at our team. Embrace somebody else's life too and give something back. But Earth whispers, you're not going to take it with you, are you? You're going to leave something of yourself behind for everyone else and all those children to come. Thank you for listening and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinerHour.com. 